3: Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kington with Jim Cramer, David Faber, Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Coming off the best week for the S&P since June and buckling up for another round of earnings this week from retailers, inflation data, House leadership elections and more than a dozen Fed speakers. He got some yields higher on Waller's comments last night. Our roadmap begins with the president preparing to deliver some remarks after meeting face to face with Chinese President Xi for the first time since taking office. We'll take you there live.
4: Plus, crypto chaos, the FTX bankruptcy, investigations and so many other ripple effects being questioned right now across the industry and tough and uncomfortable decisions. Disney CEO Bob Chapek sending a memo to his staff outlining layoffs, a hiring freeze and cost cutting ahead.
3: As we wait for the president, let's begin with the fallout involving FTX. Lots of reports over the weekend highlighting the crisis surrounding the embattled crypto exchange. Sources say Sam Bankman-Fried's Alameda Research trading firm was trading billions of dollars from FTX accounts and leveraging the exchange's native token as collateral. A uh, lot of discussion today about uh, legal strategies from here on out, Jim. FTE looking at $900 million, uh, against $9 billion in liabilities.
2: Yeah, well, I mean it's pretty clear. If you go to their site, basically says, listen, you know, we're not doing anything. And uh, over lever to me means the possibility, David, that there's nothing left.
4: Nothing. nothing. I mean, we, we just don't know. Uh, there's no, so there's much more that we don't know than we do. True. Um, you know, Jim, it's not just, though, FTX and the focus there, as important as that is right now. It's also... And I'm sure you received over the weekend the endless sort of emails and texts from people saying, well, what may be next or what, right. you know, what are the ripple effects? We just said that. What are the secondary consequences? What's the impact in terms of just confidence overall in crypto? What does it mean for certain stable coins? What, You know, you have people pulling the attestation re- uh, report from Tether, for example. I was going to say A Tether's... Very- The very popular stablecoin most often used to buy Bitcoin. Right,
2: 68 billion, and we have no idea what they really own, and they've been very secretive. They have been unwilling to put out what their portfolio is. It doesn't
4: take much when it comes to these kinds of things for there to be a crisis of confidence, because that's what you're talking about. But again, saying nothing here uh, it, other than this is a focus now, right? This is so you people are pulling, as I did right. this at the station report, as of, it said, what, what, what backed up Tether, for example, as of the end of September, most, most of it was U.S. Treasury bills, Well, but money with, market funds. However, there also are corporate bonds and precious metals. That's
2: what I have not been able to find. Other
4: out. investments. And how um, much of
2: you see as those. It's significant.
4: Yeah. So it's questions like that that continue to sort of swirl. Obviously, uh, you know, there are any number of hedge funds, perhaps ones that were operating more in sort of the crossover between public investments and private investments that may own a lot of these coins. They're trying to sell right. uh, their illiquid coins right now, because who knew these coins were also used as sort of almost considered as an equity investment. Well, in other words, if you owned FTT, it, it went up and down based on the fortunes of FTX. Right.
2: Well, how about Solana? I mean, if we put a little bug on the right col- hand column, we have Solana. Yeah. Boy, why don't we have Johnson & Johns? You know, why don't we have Amazon? Why do we have Solana? <laughs> you know, like, Solana? Is that like the first national bank of nothing? I uh, question it. I question that we, uh, do we give some sort of uh, uh, imprimatur,
5: in, in to them? Let's get to Good the evening, president uh, Let me start with a few words about the recent elections held in the United States. What we saw was the strength and resilience of American democracy. And we saw it in action. And the American people prove once again that democracy is who we are. There was a strong rejection of election deniers at every level from those seeking to lead our states and those seeking to serve in Congress and also those seeking to oversee the elections. And uh, there was a strong rejection of political violence and voter intimidation. And there was an emphatic statement that in America, the will of the people prevails. I have uh, I've traveled this week and it's been clear just how closely the world and our allies and our competitors as well have been following our elections at home. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little cold. And what these elections showed is that there's a deep and unwavering commitment in America to preserving and protecting and defending democracy. Now let me speak briefly about our agenda over the past few days in Egypt and in uh, Cambodia, and here in Indonesia. In this moment of great global challenges, from global inflation to the climate crisis to Russia's brutal war against Ukraine, we're bringing together the broadest possible coalition of partners to deliver results. At COP 27 in Egypt, I made it clear that thanks to the bold agenda of our administration, we pursue from day one to tackle the climate crisis and advance energy and security at home and around the world, the United States will meet — the United States will meet our emissions targets under the Paris Agreement. And we're going to keep working with our partners to support the most vulnerable countries in building resilience to climate impacts and to uh, align global ambition with the 1.5 degrees Celsius goal while supercharging our clean energy transition. At the U.S. ASEAN Summit, in the East Asia Summit, I laid out a commitment for, to working with our partners in the Indo-Pacific to ensure a future that is uh, vital to this region, that's free and open and prosperous as well as secure. And uh, I met with our allies from Australia, Japan, and the Republic of Korea, underscoring our commitment and deepening our engagement with our closest partners and strengthening cooperation among our allies to meet shared threats to our own security and to their security, including the DPRK. And let me meet, uh, I I just met in person with Xi Jinping of the People's Republic of China. We had, (coughs) excuse me, we had an open and candid conversation about our intentions and our priorities. It was clear, he was clear and I was clear that we'll defend American interests and values, promote universal human rights, and stand up for the international order and work in lockstep with our allies and partners. We're going to compete vigorously. But I'm not looking for conflict. I'm looking to manage this competition responsibly. And I want to make sure, make sure that every country abides by the international rules of the road. We discussed that. The One China policy, our One China policy has not changed, has not changed. We oppose unilateral change in the status quo by either side, and we're committed to maintaining the peace and stability in the taiwan straits it was also clear that china and the united states should be able to work together where we can to solve global challenges that require every nation to do its part we discussed russia's aggression against ukraine reaffirmed our shared belief in the threat or the use of nuclear weapons is totally unacceptable and i asked that secretary blinken travel to china to follow up on our discussions and continue keeping the lines of communication open between our two countries. Looking ahead at the G20 meetings tomorrow, we're going to be talking, taking on the very issues that matter to the people's lives, not only here, but uh, also, also our allies and our partners. That means tackling the suffering that Russia aggression has unleashed, not just in Ukraine people, but the people around the world, particularly food insecurity, and strengthening the fundamentals of our global economy for everyone, support for debt relief, reforms for multilateral development banks, investments to bolster global health security and to make sure the world is better prepared for the next pandemic. The G20 has been an important forum for the world's largest economies to work together for the good of people everywhere. And I'm looking forward to our meetings tomorrow. Now, let me close with this. On my first trip overseas last year, I said that America was back. Back at home, back at the table, and back to leading the world. In the year and a half that's followed, we've shown exactly what that means. America is keeping its commitments. America is investing in our strength at home. America is working alongside our allies and partners to deliver real, meaningful progress around the world. And at this critical moment, no nation is better positioned to help build the future we want than the United States of America now i'm happy to take questions and i'm told there are going to be four questioners but i'm not going to do ten questions from each questioner all right let's make that clear at the outset here and uh <laughs> so uh ken thomas wall street journal uh, thank you, Mr. Um, you said at the outset of this meeting that you did not want
2: uh you did not want a uh, competition to turn into conflict um based on this meeting today Do you believe a new cold war with China can be avoided? And specifically on the issue of Taiwan, you spoke about intentions. Do you believe China is preparing, intending to invade Taiwan at some point? And what warnings did you issue to President Xi if he were to take such action?
5: Well, to answer the first part of your question, I absolutely believe there need not be a new cold war. We uh, I've met many times with Xi Jinping and we were candid and clear with one another across the board. And I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. And I made it clear that our policy in Taiwan has not changed at all. It's the same exact position we've had. I made it clear that we want to see cross-strait issues peacefully resolved. And uh, and so it never has to come to that. And uh, I'm convinced that uh, that he understood exactly what I was saying. I understood what he was saying. And, uh, look, I think the United States is better prepared than any country in the world, economically and politically, to deal with the changing circumstances around the world. And uh, I think that uh, — um, I think Xi Jinping is uh, — we agreed that we would set up a ser- set of circumstances where, on issues that were that we had to f- further resolve details, we agreed that we would have our chief of staff, our the appropriate cabinet members and others, sit and meet with one another to discuss the details of any a- every issue that we that was raised, and we raised a lot of issues. Um, uh, uh, Sung uh, Kim, uh, Associated Press.
3: That's the president uh, on a three-leg trip, as you know, to Egypt, Cambodia, and now Indonesia, uh, in Bali at the G20, talking about his um, first in-person meeting with President Xi. Uh, Obviously, the headline's going to be, he was clear and I was clear. I'm not looking for conflict, Jim. I want to manage this competition responsibly.
2: Well, look, he may not be looking for conflict, but there are two ways to approach trying to rein in China. One was Trump's way of putting on tariffs which did affect Americans. And the other is to go after their military uh, and make their military second rate by not using any of our semiconductors. And uh, I don't uh, understand how you can have anything other than a, a pretty forceful competition. David, you know this, I mean, our semiconductors are far better than anybody else's. You can't really make uh, what I would regard as really serious forward-looking weapons unless you have our semiconductors. Right. And they have second-rate semiconductors. And we're trying to make sure they don't get a hold of them. Right, and more importantly, they're trying to make sure that they don't get a hold of ASM and they don't get a hold of uh, applied materials. Yep. You know, those are, you, you really have to stop them from getting those machines, KLA.
4: There are no shortage of points of conflict between the two countries. But that said, this was intended to open the lines of communication in a much more regular
2: way again. You think it's to sell stuff? You go back to that thing? Not sell land research, but sell no, Boeing? I, no,
4: I mean, that's not the sense you're getting from the reporting no, out of this. Either. It's much more just simply about reestablishing the lines of right. communication Tougher that had existed Taiwan before Before tensions rose even higher. Speaker Pelosi's trip to Taiwan of some time ago, oh, yeah. you know, the increased military activity of the Chinese and the Strait. And those kinds of things. So just trying to take the temperature down. You heard the president, though, saying that it doesn't have to result in another Cold War. I think it's
2: interesting that the president doesn't go very public and just say, we have offered them all the vaccines they want. Everything. And they are not willing to take care of the illness that way. It would be tremendous if he said that, because I think it would be right in Xi's face, uh, and we have offered. And I think it's really a... Uh, a very strange situation that she is, has traced out, Carl, because once again there's, they had record highs this weekend.
3: They did. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not enormous numbers—four uh, you know, hundred or so—but it's highest in a year for sure. Right. Meanwhile, Yellen uh, is on the tape, also in Bali, saying that she is uh, calling on China to roll out a more effective vaccination campaign. Well, there we
2: go. I mean, look—I think the world's whole GDP has been kept back by the. Yeah, Chinese. I mean, obviously, the Russia's GDP is not that much, but we discovered that Russia turned out to be far more important than we thought. Yes. When well, it comes to oil, when it comes to fertilizers, other commodities. Yeah, it turned that, out that, that Russia the world was, needs. We really just did not think through how powerful Russia was. I think we just looked at them as being the size of Texas or the size of those were irrelevant. What matters is they turned out to have a lot of power in terms of our inflation. Right. Well,
4: much of it starts with that key commodity,
2: oil. Oil and the misjudgment of uh, Germany on how to be able to heat their homes. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's been taken care of by a massive infusion of natural gas, not only provided by the United States, but by China, with the profiteering in China being rather extraordinary. Yep. I don't know. I mean, going back to ours, our market, I'm wondering, I'm wondering whether J-PAL's getting a windfall here. I'm trying, I've been formulating, and I sent this to our investment club last night, formulating a theory that uh, we're not going to have the traditional kind of recession. We're going to have huge layoffs in Silicon Valley. A lot of companies never going to come public. And this is not a cat and deer recession. Uh, but Bitcoin and the collapse of crypto, which I, I think will happen, cancel right along with the layoffs that we're seeing uh, in Silicon Valley.
3: Yeah, we'll talk a bunch of economic uh, forecasts came out last night. Morgan Stanley, with their job outlook for next year, isn't looking for a negative print. Maybe we average 75, trough at 50K a month.
2: Right. But does an engineer at Facebook know how to be an engineer at, at Raytheon?
4: That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'll what? give you the answer. What? Probably not. Well, actually, I, that's not an, a, full, a, a definitive Okay, so answer. someone
2: who worked at Jane Street know guess, how to I be? I guess it
4: does depend on... How about a on, Jane Street guy? I mean, they work at Raytheon? There's a lot of software involved in what Raytheon does as well, isn't there? There's a lot of code, I'm sure. It's not just about- I think it. you can retool your
3: brain. That mobility, we'll talk- I'm it's sure that will be a, a next year. Uh, speaking of which, when we come back, we'll get a closer look at some of the hiring freezes we're now hearing about over at Disney, uh, the memo from Bob Chapek, and the blockbuster opening weekend for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Take a look at futures here, a lot's headed our way over the next five days. Don't go anywhere. Disney planning to institute a targeted hiring freeze as well as some job cuts. That's according to this internal memo CEO Bob Chapek sent to company executives late Friday. In it, he said Disney will look at every avenue of operations and labor to find savings, adding, quote, I'm fully aware this will be a difficult process for many of you and your teams. We are going to have to make tough and uncomfortable decisions, but that is just what leadership requires. And I thank you in advance for stepping up during this important time. A lot of discussion Friday, Jim, about why this wasn't part of the discussion on the earnings call earlier in the week?
2: I think so. I'd like to know how much shape it was really involved here. I mean, it does seem like that this is uh, a, team, a team project, let's put it that way, a team project. And uh, David, yeah, my travel trust owns it. Still. Yeah, Can I? no, no, Travis did. Look, I have, well, I have a meeting on have Thursday. You have
4: been negative on this stock now for quite some time. I don't understand why you don't sell it, why you didn't sell it. Okay. I screwed up.
2: All right, not a good answer. The better answer would have been I got rid of it. Right, and I did. But what was I mean, it that? Because for, what I, okay, was it that okay. in your thesis, because I think thesis, it's a franchise yeah. that is the greatest franchise of all these media franchises, and it's got theme parks that are filled. And I keep thinking if it's better run, it would have a, be, a better move. I am, by the way, I'm not wavering that position. I bought some below here. I'm not well around here. I'm not wavering the position that Disney's not worth a lot. I think if you had serious changes, you'd see Disney much higher. Now, I've made a mistake, and I talk a lot about, look, if you didn't run an open hand, Carl, if I didn't have to run an open hand, then you wouldn't know that I held on Disney. That doesn't make it better. But I believe genuinely that Disney run by someone else would do better. It would do better. And I didn't want to give up on a franchise and then discover one day that it turns out a new person's at the helm and the stock's at 120. That's why. Okay. Okay? 120. That's an answer. With a new person at the helm, okay? That's an answer.
3: That's where a lot of the targets are, I would argue. Yes. Well, we haven't seen a wave of downgrades. There's been some target Well, because trimming. a lot of
2: people feel like I do, that it's obviously become very poorly run. I mean, they have, they have do they not have the greatest part franchise? Uh, do they not have unbelievable uh, characters? By the way, they've also what? got a
4: pretty good franchise of movies. I mean, now Black Panther this weekend. Well, it's why well, it doesn't even uh, matter. The latest sequel it Doesn't records. even
2: matter because it's
4: so poorly run. I, well, I one hundred eighty million at the box office matters a
2: bit, doesn't it? N- not one bit with that company. Look, I made a mistake with this. <laughs> what? I made mistakes. I've been in the business for forty oh, years. We're, we're well count. aware
4: of that. No, I just I think it is interesting. To listen, actually, to the reasons why you didn't
2: sell it is. It's actually the franchise. Well, I mean, it's not Coinbase. Um, I'm not. It's Look, it's not Sam Bankman free no, Disney. No, no, it's not. It's not. Like it's
4: not, a, it's not, a, it's not a, backed by. It's not chimerical. It's not alchemy. No, it's not. None of those.
3: Well, and, and, and the Bulls will point out, Jim, if the Omniverse or the Metaverse pay off in five, ten years, the IP will get a whole new arena in which to play. That's sort of your point. Like you've, only, you've always talked about it as a stock you pass on to your kids.
2: Well, that was the point. That's why it was so hard to get rid of. I mean, I didn't want to trade in and out because I always, when people ask me, uh, I just had a you know, just had a daughter born. What should I buy? I said, well, buy some Disney because I thought that the franchise would triumph over even anyone who's running it. That, was, that may uh, temporarily be wrong. <laughs> what is in the review? In what review, Jim? The review, the memo. What's in the memo about what has to happen? What yeah, is in the yeah. memo? Would Show you like me, me to read it
4: to you? Yeah. I have it here. Well, it's certainly better than not reading it. It's about a journey. He's established a, a cost journey. structure task force of ex- executive officers, the CFO, of course, the general counsel, along with me. This team is going to make the critical, big picture decisions necessary to achieve their objectives. Well,
2: wait a second. So Horatio and Christine were yes. involved. Was himba? I would assume he was. It's the final review. I understand what you're questioning. Um, and it's potentially interesting. Now you can say i don't know it doesn't matter it's just money that's really not how i feel it's a charitable trust it's run publicly the network supports it and i believe that and still believe that he that chapek no matter what he does no matter how, how hard he tries cannot destroy this franchise
3: uh, it's that power meantime but well, we'll talk more about the implications as some of these hiring freezes work their way out of tech and into services. That's the recessions in tech. Yeah,
4: yeah it's not just Disney, obviously. Right. At how all. about Solana? How are we doing there with Solana?
2: Is it the time to buy Solana? We're going to spend a little are more we time. Early? We're
4: going to spend a little more time on FTX are we early on Solana? for sure. There's
2: 200 crypto coins that are worth about. There's like six that I found that made no sense at all, including one that has my name, whatever that is. That, that are worth Framework about eight. Coin? How
4: yeah. about how about Serum tokens? How are those doing? Serum tokens? Yeah. I'm, because FTX's largest I asset went, was 2.2 billion of serum tokens.
2: I was at CBS this weekend. They're worth could I have gotten a serum token 65, or is it one of those things we have to use the machine, the, you know, with the self-checkout. Worth I'm not, 65 doing million that. Bucks, I'm not yeah. self-checking out the serum.
3: No way. Gramer's Mad Dash and the opening bell coming up in a moment. Don't go anywhere.
0: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
4: All right, let's uh, let's get you to a mad dash, and then we will begin uh, with the opening bell a little less, a little more than two minutes from now. Walmart, Target. We talked a bit about upcoming important earnings from
2: these right. uh, significant That's retailers. Exactly, and Bank of America put out a piece that I found quite surprising. to said that uh, Target. Uh, which reports on the 16th, and Walmart, which reports tomorrow, uh, are going to have traffic slowing, and they expect fourth quarter promotions up. Now, I think Brian Cornell at Target would say, What do you think I took the charge for? I got rid of everything, and I've got the right inventory. Uh, now, this also has a lot to do with grocers. Uh,
4: right? Let, to remind people, very large inventory charge. Remember, last quarter right. at Target, Took a big write down. So your point being, they've gotten all that stuff out of the way. They're not yeah. going to take hits again this quarter.
2: Right. They say grocery comps could negative because they've raised the prices could negatively impact the mix. Now, I, I think that both these companies are doing quite well. This is all the problem I have, David, with this so-called with the so-called recession. I mean, is tar- if Target's doing well, what kind of recession you it have? It's like if if Lenard Price targets raised the key. What kind of recession you it have? It, it, it's quizzical. And then the answer is, well, take a look out west. All the companies that never came public, all the companies that are sitting there in the queue, all the companies like, that came public that are, you know, like Fig. I just mentioned that. I don't mean to pick on them. No, I do mean to pick on them. Fig's, 9 to 6, Barclays, another Comedyverse. A lot of companies that were inflicted upon us, David, and really hurt the public. These mm-hmm. were not Disney. As mm-hmm. foolish as I was to stick with Disney, at least I didn't buy Fig's.
4: Carl, I haven't looked at FIGs, but uh, I'm going to well, look at about, it right how now. How about Oatly? Where are you want Oatly?
3: Uh, Oatly was missing a lower guide yeah, uh, it, today. yep. Too early? We're going to get a lot this week. Yeah. We yeah. mentioned Target, but Lowe's, TJX, Ross, Foot uh, Locker, Coles, Macy's. Obviously, the big ones will be Walmart and Home Depot tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I, look, I think that the consumer still has money left. I think that's important to point out that uh, the great resignation, sort of speaking,
3: also got good packages. And the opening bell on the TV all kind of the big board. It is Pento celebrating the fact Bond Fund, the first ETF to move back to flow trading, I can the NASDAQ, it is NWTN, a great technology company focused on mobility. You, you mentioned um, excess savings. Morgan Stanley last night said, Yeah, there's, there's a lot of excess savings left, but it's now concentrated in the upper income strata, Yeah, they say the top 20% may have 70% of leftover excess savings.
2: Well, we know that we did, um, Sharon Everson did a piece last week when I'm doing with two we week with Tyler, but two thirds of the country still lives paycheck to paycheck, which David is a an indictment upon the between capitalists and frankly, how could there more people making money given the fact that the rich people have so much money?
4: Well, that's been a long-term issue, unfortunately. Yes,
2: it that's not, has. Those numbers have not changed that
4: much through the years. The number of people who have a certain amount in their bank account, which is just, you know, very minimal.
2: Well, um, David, when you've talked to people who are laid off by, um, by Facebook, by... I haven't talked to Meta. any people who have been laid off by Meta. They're, have you? Okay, yeah. OK, the, 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 the preponderance seems to want well, preponderance. This is my I'm sorry, too anecdotal. Uh, it's anecdotal that they want to find jobs. They have good money, but they're not going to Bali. There's not a lot of Bali jumping. Right. There's more like finding another job at a similar company that, frankly, is not hiring, which is why I keep talking about, you know, if you talk about Elon Musk, Twitter is not hiring. No, Twitter's definitely not
4: in hiring mode right now. It may need to be at some point, given how many people have left. Um, it's a private company, as, as we know, uh, with a, a good amount of debt, $13 billion. And uh, we've certainly been following it in terms of what he's doing or not doing, right. and decisions that are being made right now. Well, um,
2: do, you, do you think entertainment is part of the Great Recession? I shouldn't call it Great. The new recession, when you want to call it? I'm saying, if there's a recession, the if recession, I like that. What, if people recession. will people will cut back on their well, the entertainment expenditures? companies, all of which have so much debt. Oh, you mean the the if meet? recession?
4: Yeah, well, it's, it's not Warner a great Brothers time to
2: be they, five they, times. time to yeah, but how about they bought back six billion dollars worth of bonds? They have nine point this Warner Brothers. They it's they projected. I, I mean, well, I think they could have ten billion in EBITDA.
4: Warner Brothers Discovery. Right. $50 billion in debt, they, they're still pointing to $12 billion in EBITDA next year, potentially. Well, that's a lot of um, EBITDA. If they do that number, then the market, I think, would probably react positively. Well, John, yeah, Malone's
2: um, on the board there. Dr. John Malone.
4: Yes, he is. Yes, my he doc- is. I mean, it's yours, doctor. Yes, he is. No one said uh, it's going to be Liberty Media Day this later this week, too, so you're going to an opportunity. Are you going to have an interview? You're going to have an opportunity to hear from Malone, wanna... my annual sit-down with John I'm, Malone. I'm not saying a thing about Warner Brothers until you have that sit-down. Um, how about Meta though? Because, and, and how about in general that that complex of the well, it's not a mega cap anymore. But Amazon's move last week, uh, Meta was up twenty five percent last well, week. Well, because he bit the bullet last week, Mark Zuckerberg. We have Amazon down about two and a half percent. Well, Amazon Microsoft has down to bite 2.8%. the bulk. No, but my point is, we had an incredible rally last week in these names.
2: Well, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is saying, listen, we're going to try to get revenues in line here, get the expense structure in line. That's a big deal. I mean, you can't really see it from that chart. You think but when you look, you? At a,
4: look at a month, it might come up a little better. That move in Amazon last week was pretty extraordinary. But don't you think well.
2: Amazon, how many people do Amazon a slay off? 100,000? 200,000? Is it like the army after World War II when they were letting go of like the
4: sixth army? They hired 800,000 people in two years.
3: Yeah, sixth army. Well, certainly listening to Bezos on CNN uh, earlier this morning talking about either a recession or one to come and just giving small businesses and households advice of uh, taking risk off the table in his
2: world. Well, you know, small businesses, look, he, the billionaires are hard to disagree with, but small businesses actually, according to Paychex, which is the largest small business uh, check issuer, small businesses doing fabulously. It's actually no let-up whatsoever. So, I, while I appreciate what he's saying, it's not where reset where the if recession is headquartered
3: uh, because of the business. excess cash at the small business level exactly right here's what bezos said on cnn uh, earlier today
1: i'm going to you know large screen tv maybe slow that down keep that cash see what happens same thing with a refrigerator or a new car or whatever. This takes some risk off the table. If you're a small business, maybe uh, delay some capital purchases. Do you really need that new piece of equipment? Maybe it can wait a little bit. Have some cash on hand. Just a little bit of risk reduction could make the difference for that small business uh, if we do get into even more serious economic problems. So you got to play the probabilities a little
2: bit. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it- it's interesting that actually a lot of rich people come on and they say, well, it's the end of the world, right? The end of the worlders. That was just that was just wise advice. <laughs> you know, don't, pull yeah. your horns in a little. Don't be don't blow your head off. I mean, I felt that at my restaurant. I said, well, you know, like this is take some risk with table. Suzy Orman better watch out. He's no, coming no. after her franchise. No, but don't you think that. That that's makes sense. Boy, Fang is just getting annihilated today. Well, that's why
4: I mentioned Fang, because, but it was up a lot last week, or certainly a it was lot a big of the Fang, It was a big Fang week. It was a very big Fang week. Now, by the way, the reverse as well. Uh, Pharma, on Friday, I remember, when oh, you left the, Like, what's going on Horrendous. with j Well, it was across the board. Maybe it was a reflection of the fact that the Democrats were more likely to keep the Senate, which obviously has occurred. Right. Maybe it was simply rotation, Jim. But now we've got— but We're right back. Now we've got Merck, uh, J&J— Eli Lilly so Eli Lilly
2: because a competitor. Them, yeah, yeah, all of them up. Um, it's important. You know. Lilly was down 16. People were all over me wow. on that one. You so saw Charles Charles people
3: trying it. to tie that between the fake Lilly tweets over the weekend I think and the price action in the stock. Although, Washington Post today says they uh, that whole Twitter uh, verification fiasco did cause a panic within the company, and they've yeah, retrenched I think that on Twitter advertising.
2: I was hoping that they would select a CEO who would be – client facing and that uh, he would be internal musk that was rejected my right proposal, no we
4: saw you we saw him uh, say no to you to your suggestion of john ledger easy yeah. come easy go but at least you get a response you from an Musk. Answer,
3: yeah
2: well he's a legitimate guy i like to think that as a John Ooh. Ledger is totally a legitimate guy. John Ledger would have been fabulous. I was, you know, I went to I, John to say, "Do I press this?" John, uh, and who I'm watches waiting. the show, I well, don't let me see whether John came just, back.
4: You know, become a contributor here if he's not going
2: to take another oh, job. Oh God, I would love that so much. He's such a, just a smart guy. A lot of people told me that they thought he would have been an absolutely terrific choice for the uh, what? Nothing. It's just funny with these pictures we show of him, but yeah. He, 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 yeah, I, I just think it's look. I think that. He'd be remarkable, okay? I just think he'd be remarkable. Now we got the, there, this there was that was a definitive no, from I, I regard it as yeah. You know, yeah. That, it wasn't like when I went to Goldman and they said we're not offering a job, and I said that's a clear maybe.
3: See, maybe, but only uh, Disney would give you that kind of clarity on your part in your New par- Mexico.
4: You know, it's not going to stop well, the he, from making continued suggestions about every, to every corporation about what they should why do. Why not? But I
2: will tell you, one of the things that he really screwed up on was he didn't even emphasize the theme parks. Here we're talking about JPEG again. Oh, here we go again with JPEG.
4: Well, right. an yeah. important company. Yes, there are many important companies. Uh, I know. Okay, um, so we can And by the just, way,
2: there's also. Okay, TJX important. companies down cr- seven this whole crypto world. We're Solano. I, Do I, we, don't we, feel, Solano? Yeah, I
4: don't feel like we fully Solano. explored that, Jim, uh, in, in terms of what the impact is going to be, or at least the concerns right now about this FTX yeah, okay. collapse and the bankruptcy. Yes, Sam Bankman freed. We, you know, we assume he's still in the Bahamas. Uh, we got to send somebody down there to go see,
2: yeah. but, uh, yeah, but there were people um, who were interviewing him. You know, but he was very
4: legit. Very, yeah. very legit. Um, and really, at this point, we're still just dealing with kind of a reporting from any number of different news sources in terms of what customer accounts and how much went from customer accounts to Alameda, uh, and b what we heard from him in his tweets and, of course, in the bankruptcy filing. But so many questions. Oh, Very okay. few answers. By the way, you haven't even mentioned this hack over the weekend. No, that was where another. Perhaps another as much as a half a billion dollars worth of Boy, um, c- think customer accounts. There was that much money have...
2: in there. David, here's what I want to know Maybe That may about. be a good sign. I want you to um, tell me about how's Dogecoin, Polygon, how's Polkadot coin doing? How's Chainlink? How about Shiba? How about uh, Cosmos? Uh, I, I, That's $8 billion worth of money. Mr. J-Pack, you're about points. to get real lucky, I think.
4: Yeah, the, the, all those different coins. There's Binance, of
2: course. Well, that's his, just uh, a few of them. I've got more if you'd like some. that
4: got the best of him, How so How about Cardano? Speak. How's
2: Cardano hanging in There's here? There's so many Is coins. this the time,
4: David? I want to know but if this is Solana's time. The, the focus I've heard about more this morning is on the stable coins, the main one being Tether, which I is used te- so often in. to transact, in, to buy Bitcoin. So
2: should I take my money out um, of Fidelity Cash um, Reserve? Oh, no, Fidelity has. I can and, buy Bitcoin. And again, How as I Vanguard? said
4: earlier, people pointing me to this attestation and... Uh, put out by uh, and reviewed by BDO in terms of what are the assets that back up the tether uh, stablecoin. It's not really been revealed. Um, the whole thing's not been really revealed. But it goes to the lack of transparency overall in this entire
2: ecosystem, the lack of regulation that we're already David. Well aware it was DeFi. Of. You have no right and to criticize DeFi. How can you do that? Do you know anything DeFi? That's how they argue. I always love that. You know, you were saying like, look, I'm really worried. At my kids' money, in it, and they would say it's DeFi, you idiot. <laughs> they never say it's DeFi. It's DeFi, you idiot. <laughs> like how you said about me with Disney. Well, I didn't say you were an idiot. Oh, will give us some I
3: don't really see think with, it with was. the with the people. No, don't don't in, in, read motive. Yeah, but I really in Bitcoin, don't think it
2: was. It's more like you're a complete moron that you even question. FTX, by the way, that, okay?
4: it, it, I have, it, it is true. I have. its true It's very been very difficult. I've in some ways seen how so vicious generational they are? in terms of the inability to fully understand things. But there are things I do understand. I understand leverage. I understand confidence. And I understand when you have a lot of leverage and not a lot of confidence, bad things happen. And so that's kind of where we are You're right now. You're directly
2: questioning the J.P. Morgan analysis. Did, did Larry Fink interview Sam Bank-Friedman from Jane Street, by the way? I don't know. You know, we have people—I shouldn't say I don't know if Larry did it. Someone said they heard Larry Fink interview him. I shouldn't say that. I like Larry very much. But Sam Bankman, this guy, just so we know, was top of his class, top of his class, top of his class. There were many people who felt he was the smartest person they've ever met. By the way, Ellison, we barely talk about her. We don't know anything about Ellison. Who? The number two. We don't know who was in on it, so to speak. We don't know who was in on it. We don't even know— what? In on what? We don't, I mean. Well, in, on the, in on what? The looting of, of the uh, looting of FTX. Of the co- in on what? Of
4: people's customer
3: accounts. In on what? Accounts.
4: Well, in when, on, you
2: have a, when you have a, a liability. you have
4: Caribbean? Between 10 and 50 billion, it kind of gives you a sense as to how little we really know. Oh, um, OK. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> how about this Hood position? Where's that? Could be over 100,000 creditors. Them. 1,000
2: Foreign entities all over the place. This is going to be... That's why I'm telling you, Jay pal this could really snowball. Now, I don't want it to snowball. I'm just saying that, remember, I, I'm trying to find the epicenter of the if recession. Whether it's going to be is it crypto. Like, Have you ever seen the number of companies that are involved in this? Yeah, I, mean, I, I wanted labels? to ask about that
3: because, for example, on Friday, Citi said that crypto is too small and too siloed yeah, that's to what- cause contagion. But you're arguing it's large enough to make a dent in the Fed's mission.
2: Yeah, I just think the whole idea that this is the Enron versus Lehman, you know, comparisons as my mother said are odious. And it's entirely possible that it could be its own animal, uh, given the fact that the coins that I mentioned, those very key coins, were worth $8 billion. And they're pretty much, I think, punchlines. If any young men were still alive, I think they'd well, they, all they become were, they're a They're
3: jokes. Their whole origin is based on a joke. Right, yes.
2: right. And I think that we want to, you know, Mr. MSTR, he, he often comes on MicroStrategy. He's a very good spokesman, Michael He's Sale. a
4: very good spokesman for, um, for Bitcoin. Yeah, David Seeing Blaine's
2: a, a good spokesman for a lot of ones value. I've
3: mentioned. Who is? David Blaine. Oh,
2: the yes. What very, did he do?
3: He, he sewed your tongue? He sewed or Dr. Dr. Oz's position? mouth. <laughs>
2: okay. Dr. Oz! Is he back in there doing any cardiology? there? What you got there? I'm still trying to figure, figure out put... what serum tokens are. Well, David, I gave you some fabulous tokens. And you completely there were ignored me. Two billion worth. We of have them. to go to Carl. We have get to go to Carl. But I really think you should focus on the on the ones that I talked about because they are the blue chips <laughs> of the of the. Oh, are a joke?
3: I know it's it's not funny. It really is. It's isn't. not funny. It's not funny. No.
2: People have these.
3: Uh, the president did make some uh, additional headlines in the Q&A, uh, speaking in Bali in the wake of his meeting with President Xi. Kayla Tausche has all those headlines. Morning, Kayla.
6: Good morning, Carl. At the top of this show, you heard the president say that he does not expect a new Cold War in the Indo-Pacific. He does not see any imminent action by China to take Taiwan. And he said that the outcome of the U.S. midterms was essentially proof positive that the U.S. agenda on the world stage uh, is strong and is ready to get back down to business. Now. In the aftermath of what we showed on this air, there were more questions about exactly what's going on in Ukraine and whether the retaking of Kherson by Ukraine is a turning point in the war. President Biden wouldn't call it just that, but he said it is a significant event and that Ukraine will be the top uh, priority at the G20, where they figure out, will figure out whether there is any uh, room to compromise or any interest in compromising on behalf of Ukraine to get some sort of negotiated outcome. He was also asked about how he found President Xi on a personal level, whether he found him to be more confrontational or more conciliatory. President Biden said neither, but he felt that uh, President Xi was straightforward, but that there were also some areas in which the two countries could compromise, and they set up specific work streams for counterparts in both countries to be having those discussions moving forward. That's a significant development because Beijing had previously restricted certain communication channels after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan in August. To that end, the Secretary of State Antony Blinken will be visiting uh, China at some future date. That was one outcome of this meeting. Uh, But the PRC outlook from the meeting was decidedly less rosy. According to state media, President Xi was quoted as saying that he was admonishing uh, the building of barriers or pushing for decoupling on the economy. Uh, So certainly two very different readouts from this meeting, but uh, the two leaders will be uh, seeing each other much more in Bali after this very formative three-hour session. Guys, back to you. Uh,
3: Important. Uh, Thank you, Kayla. Kayla Tausche on uh, the president's trip and G20 overall. Let's get to Bob Bassani with the Dow down 28. Hey, Bob.
1: Well, it's a flat open, but it's been a very interesting weekend. A lot of discussion about what's going on in right of these recent rally we've seen in the market and what it means for the earnings situation. Just take a look at the sectors. Again, I look every day at risk on, risk off. Let's just call this sort of an even day. Uh, Big names. China's doing well. We had some More stimulus in the real estate uh, sector for China, so uh, some of the Chinese stocks are doing better. Uh, ARC innovation, slightly underperforming the overall market. Semi's okay. AMD was uh, up on some positive comments from some of the analysts. Uh, semiconductors, I'd say that's fair right now, uh, flattish to slightly down. Metals and mining, another group that's uh, flat. So let's just call this a, a bit of a mixed open here with Arc Innovation, the weak mover. Look at S&P movers here, sort of a mixed crowd. AMD's positive. They had UBS. Baird had some positive analyst comments. Uh, some of the uh, pharmaceutical sto- stocks opened flat slightly on the upside. Lilly is now negative, but it was positive. And Amazon and Tesla are definitely weighing on the overall S&P. They're one of the two weakest stocks there. So the recent rally has been predicated on three positive events that we saw last week. Uh, Number one, of course, progress on the Fed and inflation. Number two, uh, COVID lockdowns in China easing up a little bit. And finally, um, uh, some hope for uh, progress in the war in Russia and Ukraine uh, were capturing the strategic city of Kherson there. So the recent rally, we had the progress on there, COVID lockdowns in China and Russian invasion of China. So there's the dilemma right now. Prices have been up. The S&P has been rallying. We're 11 percent off the lows in the middle of October. But the earnings are going down here. So that's the market dilemma right now. S&P... For- 500 prices are rising, but S&P earnings trends are moving to the downside. And that's a real problem overall for the market because right now you've got to make some real arguments here. So here's what's been going on. The S&P 500, uh, multiple is about historic average right now. So when you have rising prices and earnings going down, you have to argue that the multiple is going to expand, and it really can't right now. Because at 17, that's the average. If it goes to 19 or 20, now you have to be predicated on the idea of the market and the economy is expanding. But it's not. It's in a difficult time right now. So how are you going to make that argument? This is the problem right now. And here's the flat earnings that we've been seeing here. Fourth quarter is now negative. 2023 used to be up 8 or 9% and now it's going down to four. Most analysts, Carl, think that earnings for 2023 are going to be flat. So how are you gonna push the market forward when earnings are actually gonna be down to flat? And overall, now, the economy now has gotta have a soft landing. That's a big argument for the stock market to make, and I think we're gonna have a discussion a lot about that in the next couple months. Carl, back to you.
3: Well, uh, Bob a quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just uh, sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. Or you can use the QR code on the screen. It takes you right there. Plenty of good stuff, especially given what's coming at us in the next few weeks. Thank you. Before we go to break, check on bonds today as we're going to get a lot of Fed speak this week, beginning with Williams tonight. Yields a little bit higher after Waller in Australia overnight said these rates are going to stay high. This isn't ending in a meeting or two. We'll be right back. watching some Dow laggards this morning. We mentioned some of the weakness in mega cap tech today. Microsoft's going to lead you on the downside. Apple's in there too. Uh, Boeing, uh, despite a catalyst uh, call, we'll get to some of the sell side reachers we haven't gotten to yet. Overall, uh, 39.75 is holding and stop trading with gyms up next.
2: Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Critical downgrade of Bank of America by Citi, just basically saying, look, they're going to have to reprice your account next year. You won't make as much money. It's going to have power because the bank stocks have been very good. Uh, I think it's a mistaken call. I think Bank of America, there are regulatory issues about what Bank of America would be able to do, but I really like the company. I like the stock. Oh, by the way, just checking in Polygon, which people are laughing at me, that's down 3.2%. That's $8 billion market cap. Polkadot, David, one of your favorites, down two point four, billion, $6 billion market cap. And then Shiba, which I know that you follow closely, down billion billion market cap. And then the elusive Solana is down 4.9%. Uh, that's a $5 billion market cap. So just in case you think I'm joking, those are bigger than many of the stocks we talk
3: I, about. I But you add them all up, it's it's one Johnson & Johnson or maybe two. Right?
2: Well, all I can tell you is is that this is real people's money. They're in it. They still have a chance to be able to get some money back. And it would be, you know, this is good, but this is not Powerball, people. Real money, got a chance to go. Yeah. And the, you know, Binance, stop. Aren't they the first national bank of everything? Apparently they are. We used to think Sam
4: Bankman Fried was the, uh, the was guy who would come to the Jane aid of Street, all the other stuff. Street, MIT, suffering. David?
2: But that day has ended. David? No, Jane Street, MIT, doesn't matter. You're there. MIT? Who gave to MIT? Who else, who else gave a uh, lot MIT?
3: Good school. Uh, I mean, I uh, think of a few people. Be jo- you've been watching Twitter over the way I, I
2: was go- offered a job at MIT. <laughs> And uh, they do have history. History, history. history. They told me, listen, we'd like to interview a history professor. <laughs> How about the history of crypto, David, when it's written? That'll be very David interesting. will be about polka dot. Michael this,
3: Lewis will bring this us. Is this is going to be a
2: good movie. Polka dot. Yeah. I guess Michael Lewis oh, is oh, Michael already Lewis, on good. He is in. He is yeah. in. Everybody is in except for us. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.